I'm always talking about how it is possible to change your life by just focusing on getting 1% better every day, how the little things really do add up, and that can be as small as integrating a new supplement into your day-to-day routine like Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. It helps benefit your gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I personally have loved integrating Seed into my day-to-day routine. My digestion has never been better. I feel so much better and I truly notice a difference when I'm not taking it. When I take it consistently, I feel so much better. My digestion is better and I've never really experienced something like this from a probiotic. So that's why I continually go back to seed and notice a difference when I stop taking it. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Alana and use code 25ALANA to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Alana code 25ALANA. Thank you, Seed, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! (sighs) Smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Hello, good morning, angels, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lan or Alana, and I am so excited to be back and recording. I definitely am still very much emotionally drained. I've had quite a lot going on in my personal life. I'm not ready to talk about it yet, but know that I'm okay. It's a family matter, and everything will be okay, and I will hopefully be able to talk a little bit about it in the future in a way that respects everyone's privacy. But for now, just know I'm okay. And I really appreciate all of your kind words. Everyone who messaged me on Instagram, my friends, if you're listening to this, I cannot have better friends and a better support system. It truly means the world to me. And I'm honestly so proud of myself that I've been able to attract and find and keep people in my life, both friends and people who follow me, my community online, you guys, and have these people that are just truly amazing and share the same sort of energy and values and perspectives that I do. And it's just like really rewarding. And it's moments like this where you're at low places or you're struggling or you're feeling overwhelmed that you truly appreciate it. And you are able to kind of see things from the outside and you're able to take a moment and be super, super grateful. 
And I'm just so grateful for all of you guys, but I'm really excited to be back recording for you guys. It's currently Thursday evening. It's July 7th. It's 9.16 PM and we're recording this. Um, Today was super emotional, but I still wanted to record an episode for you guys and get this out. And I just didn't want to miss another episode because I really do love recording for you. And it doesn't feel like a chore to me. So I wanted to get this episode out. Don't feel that I'm doing this out of a feeling of I have to do this. Otherwise, you guys will be upset. No, I truly, truly want to put this episode out for you guys. And it's something I've been discussing a lot lately. It's definitely a topic that is a really big discussion in my life right now because of everything that's going on personally and to those around me. So today's episode, you can see the title. If I didn't change it from what I've initially planned it on being, it's but it is why men need therapy and not just men, everyone, but just in general, this is definitely going to be more on the heterosexual dating um, perspective because I am a female, I identify as a woman and female, she, her, and I date men. I identify as a straight cis white woman. I think that's the right words. Um, let me double check that one second. I believe that's the right terminology. Yes. I am a white cis gender female woman. Yes. Um, straight female. Okay. Anyways, definitely learning curve, but I think this episode flows really off well from the previous episode, episode 81, and that was on dating and relationships, and it was an advice column, but why men need therapy, why everyone needs therapy, but in particularly related to mental health and dating and hookup culture and stuff that I have experienced, stuff that my friends have experienced, and stuff that I really think we should talk about and are important conversations to have involving mental health, involving dating. Um, and yeah. Okay. So let's get into our... Oh, wait. No, I need to give a little bit of a life update because it's been so long. Since I have last recorded, I have gotten two tattoos and I absolutely love them. Um, I got on my right wrist on the exterior, I got the birth years of my family. So I have 61, which is for my parents. I have 91 for my sister and then 99 for me. And it's just on my wrist. I'm sure you've seen it on Instagram and TikTok if you follow me there. And then on my left inner lower bicep above like where your elbow creases, I don't know what else you would call it. I have the letter B in my mom's handwriting. My parents call each other B and I always sign their cards with B. So I had both my parents write out the letter B and then I ended up picking my mom's because it was a little prettier. Sorry, dad, but I have that on my arm and also just like for Bloomberg, um, I thought it would be more special to have my parents' handwriting as opposed to just like a text or font that I liked. So that's super exciting. And are there any other life updates? Not too much. I think that's about it. I think that's the only life update I need to give you right now. But let's get into our weekly intention. My weekly intention is to really lean into my self-care practices because things have been really tough lately. I know that it's really important to focus on myself and to lean into those self-care practices so that I'm not stretching myself too thin. 
it's so important to put yourself first and to set those healthy boundaries and to know your limitations. And that is what I'm focusing on this week and moving forward because I feel like I have neglected it a little bit. But this week, I decided this past week, well, the week that I'm recording it, last week for you guys when you're listening to this, I really started to encourage myself and discipline myself into getting it back into working out regularly and properly taking care of my space and everything. I really am a strong believer that your space and how you keep it is a reflection of what's going on in your mind. And obviously I've been overwhelmed. So my space has been a bit more messy, but I really want to encourage myself to keep it cleaner. And cause I know that makes me feel better. Clear space, clear mind. I guess that's also kind of my tip of the week, but just like really lean into the things that, you know, make you feel good when you're feeling overwhelmed. I know like you can feel overwhelmed and you kind of just want to drop everything and like, go into a ball in your bed and like turn the lights out, but that's not really going to make you feel better. You can do that for a short period of time, but eventually it's just going to make you feel worse. So really lean into those practices that make you feel really good. So keeping a clean space, working out, getting outside, socializing. I've really been focusing on spending time with my friends and family and just like always checking in on everyone and checking in on myself and leaning back into journaling and all that. So That's my weekly intention and tip of the week. My current favorites, I'm currently obsessed with my tattoos, obviously. And then I'm also just really obsessed with skincare and super glowy, dewy skin. Always have been, but I think a little bit more now, especially because of like everyone always posting online, especially with Hailey Bieber's um, skincare line coming out and everything, but love the natural skin, loving not wearing a lot of makeup on my face during the day. Or if I am just like wearing makeup that enhances my natural glow and complexion, I'm obsessed with Caesar salads. Paige made us a Caesar salad. Paige is my coworker when we were up North at Muskoka. And honestly, I have been obsessed with Caesar salad since I had a Caesar salad for dinner. I got some chicken breast. I got it from Parlor here in Toronto, which is actually really good. Also a super fun bar, but obsessed with that. I also got a new MacBook. I got the MacBook Pro 14 inch. I'll be very specific because a lot of you were asking me on Instagram, which model I got because you were interested in getting your own. I'll open up my about this Mac so I don't mess anything up, but I have the MacBook Pro 14 inch. It's a 2021 edition, but obviously I got a 2022. It has the Apple M1 Pro chip 16 gigabytes of memory. And then I have one terabyte of storage, which is incredible. Um, I absolutely love this computer. It's been absolutely silent. The battery life is insane. It charges insanely fast. It's definitely giving like Dell computer vibes. We keep saying this at the office or like 2013 MacBook Pro with the CD drive era, but I absolutely love it. I love the keyboard. The new keyboard is so much better than that butterfly keyboard they used to have. Guys, I'm low-key a tech nerd, so watch all my terminology coming out. I love how the screen is a lot bigger. There's not as much of black space, I guess you could say, around it. It's kind of like the iPhone, how there's that little jack where the camera is, and then it goes all the way up. So I absolutely love that. 
and I literally can sit with it on my lap and the fans won't go off before if I was wearing shorts and had my laptop on my lap and I was doing a lot of things, it would literally like burn my legs. Um, that's how hot it was get. I could probably cook an egg on it and it always sounded like my computer was going to take off, but I haven't heard the fan go off on this once knock on wood. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited to edit a YouTube video on it and see how that goes. But I overall really love it. The camera for FaceTime is super awesome, which is really great for, um, you know, Zoom era going on Google Meets and meetings and all that. But overall, really happy. I do miss my touch bar a little bit specifically. I always loved moving the little dial for volume and brightness on it. So I do miss that a little bit. But specifically for access to emojis, I feel like there has to be Oh my God. Okay. Wait, they fixed it. Okay. Maybe I'm not going to miss it that much, but they changed the FN key on the bottom left corner. When you press it, all the emojis come up before I was going like edit, then going to emojis and symbols. So that's so much better. I just learned a little hack right now with you guys, but I overall love it and I'm obsessed with it. And um, I had been debating this for a long time. My other computer I've had, I didn't have it for that long. I had it for almost three years, but like I said, the fan was always going off and it was always freezing and I'm on my computer for everything and for work. And that's how I work, like for my nine to five and all of this stuff, whatever you want to call it, influencing, creation, side hustle, you name it, podcasting. So I just needed a computer that wasn't going to give out on me. And I'm giving my old computer to my mom. So she is not going to waste. And then my final favorite is local European anything. You guys seem to be obsessed with that too. I'm going to say it's your current fave as well, because on Instagram, whenever I'm wearing my local European cargo pants, or I have, um, I forgot what they're called, the paper bag pants. Like they're the white pants that I just got. Let's see. Local European bottoms. They are called the pocket pant, the wide leg multi pocket pant. I have them in white. And whenever I wear the cargo pants or the pocket pant now, I get a million one questions where they're from. I'm just obsessed with them. I feel super confident in them. I love how they fit. I love how they look. You can dress them up. You can dress them down. And honestly, the price is not that insane. Like it's 110 US for the pants. Um, which comes to like 130, which really isn't bad because if you think about Aritzia, Aritzia is like 148 and every girl and their mother have Aritzia pants and local European, I feel like is not super common. Um, at least not yet. I know a lot of people do have it, but I feel like a lot more bloggers and influencers have it as opposed to like mainstream individuals, like people who don't post their entire lives online for the public eye. Um, so I really like them. They're really unique. I always get asked where they're from, whether it be from you guys on Instagram or TikTok, or I've had girls ask me in the streets. So love local and European anything for reference in case you are wondering what size I wear because I know I was unsure when ordering and never know with like new things. I have small, medium. They're like extra small, 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 medium, medium, large, large, extra large. So I have small, medium and I think it works perfectly. They both have adjustable waist. They're baggy enough on my thighs. The length on the pocket pant is a bit too long for me. So I do need to get them hemmed, but the length on the 
cargo pant is perfect. I have the Le Cargo pant in the olive and then I have the wide leg multi-pocket pant in white. They came pretty fast and yeah, absolutely love it. But let's get into the bulk of the episode. Um, okay. So I first want to discuss the importance of being aware of mental health and being educated about mental health. I know it's really easy to say, oh, she's so manic or that's so bipolar or I'm so depressed and use these words very like in a casual way. And I'm not going to sit here on my high horse and act like I don't do that, that I've never done that, that I'm not going to continue to do that. But just be aware of the ways you are using those words the same way that you wouldn't use the R word. Um, just like, no, I guess this is like a little different. The R word is a little bit more prominent, but just be a little more cautious of using those words. They are true mental illnesses and they can be quite severe. So just be aware of saying, oh, that's so I'm so manic or I'm crazy or I'm bipolar. Just like be aware. Obviously, I think like sometimes people are too sensitive, but just be aware of those words. I think it's really important. And because stuff like this has become a bit more prominent in my life from a real capacity, I've noticed how it's affected me and I'm sure it affects other people because it is quite common, more common than you think. Um, but I want to start off with knowing the importance of knowing key indicators within yourself when you start to notice that your mental health is declining. So whether you are constantly anxious and knowing how that affects you physically, mentally, or you're feeling depressed or burnt out, it's really important to know what those key indicators are for you so that you can lean into your self-care practices, whether that be therapy, journaling, self-reflection, ensuring that you are eating proper meals to keep your blood sugars balanced, um, keeping a clean space, stuff like that, so that you can really be proactive and not let it get to a low or an extreme low and just like keep everything controlled within a certain range. So I think it's really important. It's really easy. And I know I've done this in the past where I've kind of just like kept pushing everything under the rug until I have had a meltdown and have just like broken. And I have learned in the past few years from going to therapy and being proactive, how to prevent that from happening. And I'm not going to act here, sit here and act like I don't ever experience lows. Obviously I, I am right now. I'm definitely experiencing a bit of a low, but I know what tactics and tools to take out of my toolbox to prevent it from getting any worse and to keep it in a manageable setting. Um, it's also really important to know how to support yourself. So those practices, and then also knowing how to support others, knowing how to speak to them, how to guide them to proper resources and outlets of how to support themselves if maybe they're not as educated on how to support their mental health. And also in supporting yourself, like knowing how to set those healthy boundaries, you are allowed to say no, you are allowed to excuse yourself, but also you have to be aware of when you're excusing yourself and setting too far boundaries. Um, it's definitely a gentle dance that you have to play, but it's something that you will learn from experience, trial and error. And also if in, in supporting others, like in observing and ob like in observation. Okay. Moving on to how it connects to last the last episode. I kept wanting to say last week, but we didn't have an episode last week. But 
This relates to my previous episode about relationships and dating, and this is anxiety and dating, specifically post-pandemic dating. I know it can definitely be hard for some people. Um, we were so like antisocial for so long, so getting back out into the dating field can definitely be a bit harder for some. Um, we're going to start with pre-date jitters. It is totally normal to get anxious or nervous before a date. You know, it's someone that you're meeting either blindly, like for the first time, or maybe you've had like one or two interactions before. You don't really know how it's going to go. Um, and it's totally normal. I feel like when I first started going on dates, I definitely experienced the pre-date jitters a lot more. Now it's definitely a lot more calmed down. I feel like I don't really get nervous before dates anymore, except for the odd occurrence. I never know why that happens, but usually I feel like those are the dates that end up being the guys that I really like. Um, but it's totally normal. Just like, again, lean into your self-care practices. I love to put on Miley Cyrus Um when I'm getting ready, I love taking the time and giving myself enough time to do my hair, my makeup, and to do things that really make me feel confident and sexy and good in my own skin, picking out an outfit that I really love. I think one of the best pieces of advice that my friend Ken's gave me was dress in a way that makes you feel comfortable. I know it's so easy to dress for the male gaze, and we're going to discuss this a little bit later on. But wear what you want to wear. Don't wear what you think they want you to wear. Wear what you want to wear. If you want to wear baggy jeans and a baggy shirt, go for it. If you want to wear baggy jeans and a tight shirt, go for it. That's usually my go-to right now. If you want to wear tight on tight, go for it. If you want to wear like... I don't know, a dress or heels or whatever you want to wear, like wear what makes you feel good. If you are going on a walking date and you want to wear like a cute little workout set, go for it. Don't feel the need to like dress like business casual or like, I don't know, like fancier because it's a quote unquote date. Um, wear what makes you feel comfortable, confident, sexy, and like you can just be yourself and you don't want your outfit to make you feel uncomfortable so that you're like distracted and like focusing on like how your shirt is sitting or how your pants are fitting, etc. on your date. You really want to be able to be present and enjoy that person's company and enjoy your time. Um, also another thing about pre-date jitters at the end of the day, it's simply an activity, a drink, a coffee, a meal that you're sharing with another person. You don't have to make it like this whole big thing. You don't have to say you're going on a date. You're simply going for drinks or a meal with someone, or you're going on a walk or you're doing this activity or sometimes like, I don't know, maybe you're going to mini putt. So you're just going to mini putt with a friend. You know, you don't have to make it this whole big ordeal and like put it on a pedestal in your head because I feel like that's when we get super wrapped up in things and and super anxious and overwhelmed and, you know, just psych ourselves out. Anxiety about sexual interactions, hooking up, kissing, you know, everything in between. But being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time recipe rut or even with your lunches. Any meal, honestly, can get you into a rut, especially with a busy schedule this fall. You can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week, so there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. It's truly a no-brainer. It does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It's never been easier. 
I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city. And I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient, and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50Ray, 50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Just know that you have every right to say no. There's no expectations as to what is expected from you. If this guy or this girl or whoever is expecting something from you and they're not respecting your boundaries, then they're not, not someone you want, then they're not someone you want to be with. And I really hope that none of you are ever in the situation where someone doesn't listen to or respect what you're comfortable doing. And I hope that you all respect what other people are comfortable with doing. But just know if you have anxiety about not knowing what to do, how to do it, how it's going to happen, just know it is second nature for us. It will all figure itself out. The guy will typically lead, at least like in my situations, or if you want to lead, go for it. Sometimes I do, obviously. We love a confident queen. Um, But just like know, like, it will all work out itself out in the moment and it will feel super natural and there could be awkward moments, but it's only awkward if you make it awkward. And as you get to see this person more, maybe you don't, but as you get to see this person more, it will become more and more natural and the anxiety will start to flutter away like butterflies. <laughs> um, I don't know why I thought of that analogy, analogy, but like you get like butterflies in your stomach when you're anxious or nervous. So it's like the butterflies fly away. Um, okay. Anxiety about being social post-pandemic in terms of dating. It can definitely be a bit scary, like getting back out there, um, especially if you're out of practice. But if you just like get back into the swing of things, like it's like muscle memory. It's like riding a bike. Like you will get back into it. I promise you within one or two dates, maybe three. Um, I believe in you. (laughs) I really don't have much more to say, but just like honestly, think of it. You're literally just going for drinks, coffee, et cetera. Like you don't have to put this date title on it. And then I wanted to talk about dating apps. Also, I'm sorry if this is not really flowing. Um, I'm like trying to stay on this like little outline that I gave because gave myself because I want to be super specific about the things that I'm talking about. 
I don't have any sentences written out, but I just have the topics and subtopics that I want to discuss because I really want to make sure I hit on everything. But dating apps, I... I go back and forth with dating apps. I have a few that I would recommend, but honestly, I don't like dating apps. I don't like how they make me feel. I don't like how it feels like I'm searching through a catalog of people. I don't like how it makes me really focus on materialistic things and I focus only on their looks when that is something that probably is the lowest on my priority list in terms of someone that I want to be around and be seeing and be with, you know? So I don't love dating apps, but I do go back and forth between using them. They are great to meet people. Um, if you love them, no hate against you. I'm not judging you. It's just for me right now, I'm off dating apps, but the dating apps that I do like are hinge as my number one. And then locks club I like as well. But the only thing about locks club is there's not many individuals on it in Toronto. From my experience, they're mostly in the States, normally in New York, LA, Miami, sometimes Chicago as well. So it's a little bit tricky. It's fun. Like if I want to set up a date for when I'm like in another city, you know, like spontaneous travel date, done that, been there, done that in New York. That was a lot of fun. But Hinge is definitely my go-to. I'm not a fan of Bumble. I'm not a fan of Tinder or J-Swipe or anything else. Hinge is where it's at. I feel like obviously not every single person, but I feel like the people on there are definitely more serious and respectful and are not just looking for a quick hookup. Um, and if they are even like they still want to take you out, they don't want to just chill for the majority. I'm not saying that there aren't people on the app that aren't like that. Um, but for the majority, they are pretty, I would say like high class in my experience. I like hinge the most to each their own, but let's move on to the conversation of sex. We discussed it a little bit and the impact of being sexualized. Um, I think there's like this fear of, or like this thought that a lot of us have, I'm not saying all of us, but a lot of us have that men just want our bodies or we feel like we have to dress for the male gaze and do things that they want to do and only do what's going to make them feel good in terms of like ego in the bedroom, whatever it may be. I feel like we're always like taught as like women in society is to please the man when that is like so far from the truth. We are just as worthy and there are men out there who don't just want us for our bodies. And those are the men that we want to date. Those are the men we want to keep in our lives. And we don't want the men that just want us for our bodies, unless that's something you totally want. But I don't know. I don't really want that. Um, but for example, I went on a date with a guy recently and obviously not naming names. And he was really persistent about going back to one of our places after the date to the point where I was never uncomfortable, but he just like wasn't taking no for an answer. I never felt like unsafe. I just want to preface that. But at the bar, he asked me and I said no. And maybe he thought I was joking, but I really wasn't because I can be sarcastic, but I really wasn't joking. I said, I don't go back on first dates. Like that's not a thing I do. And he like took that as, okay, well, we can go back to mine. I'm like, no, like that's not happening. And then like we Ubered back to mine and we got out of the Uber and I'm like, I hope you know, like I'm not inviting you out. I'm not inviting you up. 
And he continues to say, well, like I have free base, like my roommate isn't home. I'm like, I don't think you're getting it. Like we're not going back to either of our places together. Like I'm going up to my apartment and you're going home. And it just, it shouldn't have to take me saying no multiple times for someone to get it. And to me, like if someone doesn't get it on the first time like that, then how can I trust them? If we were to go up, like how can I trust them that if there's something I don't want to do, they're going to listen to me. So just know you have every right to say no and you should never feel embarrassed for wanting to say no. And you should never feel guilty or ashamed or that like, don't let your people pleasing push you past your own boundaries and comfort zones because I have been there where I've let guys convince me or I've done things to please the guy because I thought that if I didn't do it, then they would be upset with me or they would speak badly about me or say how I was prude and whatnot. And, you know, growing up and maturing is realizing that you can say no and who the fuck care? Like who gives a fuck if they're not happy with that outcome. If they expected something that is their fault for expecting something without having that discussion, you know, like two people are involved in any conversation in any situation and consent is important and it's okay if you want to say no. Um, but yes, that is all I'm going to discuss on that right now, but I definitely want to have my best friend Shayna on. She is very passionate about this topic and other things, obviously all things therapy. So I want to have her on and have her discuss this because I think she would do a really great job at that. So we're going to move on to our last section, which is men using women as therapists. And Shane is also really um, passionate about this topic. Men using women as therapists, not all men, but it's definitely like a frequent occurrence. And I've noticed this in quite a few of like the flings or situationships that I've had is especially as someone who is so open about mental health and does not feel any sort of stigma around talking about it. Like I will literally tell a guy that even if I just started talking to him, even if I just gone on one date with them, that if I have therapy and like it comes, they ask me what I'm doing. It's like, Oh, I have therapy. Like I don't really care to hide it. Like I don't think I should hide it. And I'm always very open that I'm anxious and I have OCD and whatever. Like I, I don't care. Um, and then I feel like that leaves often leaves the man thinking that I can be their therapist because I'm like the first person or one of the first few people in their life to speak so openly about therapy. And Shana definitely feels this way too. And she'll discuss that more when I have her on. But because I speak openly about it, they then feel okay to speak to me about it all the time. And I'm not saying that they can't, but it can definitely get really draining when they make you their everything, like the person that they go to for everything and rely on for everything and put all their mental issues and struggles onto you because it's really not your responsibility to take care of them entirely. Like I'm not saying that no one can talk to you and that the person that you're dating can't talk to you, but there is a limitation and 
Lauren Elizabeth actually spoke about this on one of her podcast episodes. It was a while ago. It was on um, her podcast. I can't think of the name right now, but Lauren Elizabeth's podcast. Um, fuck, what is it called? That's going to bother me. Give me one moment. I love Lauren Elizabeth. I haven't listened in a while. Mood. Her podcast is mood. Wow. Good job, Alana. Um, but anyways, it is important that you have people to talk to about different things and your different friends and family members and maybe your partner have different roles in your life and you go to them for different things. You might have a friend that you go to for career advice and career help and another friend that you go to for relationship advice, or maybe you have a few friends that you go to. And then maybe another friend you go through, you go to for like insecurities and body image and whatnot. And it's really important to have all these different people so that you're not constantly going to one person and like draining them. And it's also important to have a therapist, a non-biased opinion, a professional opinion, someone that can really help you work through and find the root cause of why you're feeling those things and experiencing these things and help you navigate that. Um, but Shana and I got into this conversation and in this conversation, we realized that a lot of the times, like, men rely on us to be their therapists almost to a certain degree. For me, it was more so because I'm someone that is so self-driven and self-motivated and disciplined in my life. And it's something I do on socials. Like I motivate you guys to want to be the best version of yourself, to go after your dreams, whether it be to climb the corporate ladder or pursue a certain, like to become a doctor or a lawyer or to wake up earlier, to start running. Like I love doing that for you guys, but I find that when I start going out with certain guys, they kind of expect me to do that for them all the time. And then I don't really get it in return from them. And it becomes super draining because it just, it feels like a job being in a relationship with them as opposed to us both lifting each other. Like I want to be with the partner that lifts me up as much as much or as equally as I lift up them. And I think that's really important to have that balance. Um, and it can be really draining when it's just like one-sided, the same thing when you feel like you're constantly just talking about like the other person's issues and emotional struggles, as opposed to both discussing it. And as opposed to having other people to discuss different parts with, you know, um, but in order to break this pattern, um, I've definitely have discussed it in therapy and noticed it with myself. And I started setting those boundaries. It's really important to set those boundaries and you shouldn't feel ashamed for wanting to set those boundaries. And just like, I've learned just like not always encouraging that conversation, like giving subtle cues as to changing the conversation topic or saying you would prefer not to talk about this or something like that. And a way to you like acknowledge how they're feeling, but like move on in a gentle way. Like you're not ignoring it, but you're just like setting that boundary that leaves you feeling safe and comforted. But this episode's getting really long. I somehow was able to speak to myself for 35 minutes. So if you're still here listening, Thanks for listening. If you like this episode of Morning Ray, make sure to leave a rating on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I would love if you did that. That's how you can help support the pod. 
And if you have any requests for guests or episode topics, definitely feel free to DM me on at Alana Bloomberg or Morning Ray Podcast on Instagram. My DMs are always open no matter what you need. I'm always here. If there's a follow-up question to this episode that you have, feel free to DM me as well. I love chatting with you guys. I love helping you guys. I love being like your big sis, even if I may be younger than you. Um, But I love it. And I'm excited to get back into podcasting. I really missed having that one week off. And I don't know. I feel like this podcast has become my baby and my journal. And I feel like I'm able to be more and more open with you guys, which makes me so happy. And I'm getting positive feedback from you guys. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I love you guys so much. And we'll chat soon. Bye, guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.